There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. And thank you for tuning in to Monday's podcast. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. This is our return to the podcast after that time of sickness last week, and uh, many of you reached out to us and contacted us and let us know you were praying for us. We certainly are thankful for that. We're appreciative of the prayers of God's people. And we did have to end up canceling the meeting, not only because of my sickness, but many in the church were sick. Uh, many in the church there at Living Waters are sick even still today. I talked to the pastor this morning, and on Sunday, which is today, the day we record this, uh, we have many folks in the church still sick. Some have tested positive for COVID. Uh, and so if you would just pray for the church there. We thank the Lord. We did not get COVID. As far as we know, my wife and I are healthy at this juncture. We went through a pretty bad spell last week. I had an unknown sickness, uh, a, sus- a suspected sickness, but unknown for sure. And it put me in the bed for three days. And so uh, we certainly are glad for the opportunity that God has given us to bring us back onto the podcast this week. I want to go back to Psalm 6. I want to look at the mercy of God. And I know that we spoke last time on Wednesday in the brief moments we had, and I spoke about the mercy of God. And here in Psalm 6 in verse 4, he says, Return, O Lord, deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. And so here the psalmist is crying out, and we, of course, have talked about the soul of Jesus Christ. And by the way, if you've not done so, would you make it an effort? If you need some assistance, I can put you on the right path, try to help you be a student of the Bible, they try to help you uh, understand some things, but I'd like for each one to study that personally, the soul of Jesus Christ. It's a tremendous study in the Word of God. I began that study again about three to four years ago on the soul of Jesus Christ, and it seems like every few months the Lord will unlock other scriptures, and I'll sit there in my study time, my private time, and it'll just hit me. I'll say, oh my, that's the soul of Jesus Christ. And I just can rejoice over the offering of his soul for my sin. And so would you take time to study the soul of Jesus Christ? Would you take time to study the word of God? And to take time to study the mercies of God, the things that we speak about on this podcast. But there he's dealing with the soul of Jesus Christ. And he makes a tremendous statement. Oh, save me for thy mercy's sake. And Lord, my soul is in trouble. My soul is in danger. Here we know the sorrows of hell have compassed him about. The sorrows of death have compassed him about. Uh, We know that he's being poured out unto death. We know that his soul is being made an offering for sin. And we know that he says, oh, save me. And an interesting statement, for thy mercy's sake. And so I want to just look at that little statement with the Lord's help today. For thy mercy's sake. We see a companion to that in Psalm 31. In Psalm 31, and uh, some verses around that, but give you an idea of that, we're dealing with a Psalm of David again. This is a Psalm of the chief musician, a Psalm of David. And again, he's dealing with things of Jesus Christ. 
it's almost like this psalm kind of goes in and out of, of of being a messianic psalm. There's times it can be David. There's times he's speaking of Israel. And then there's times that he goes into this matter of Jesus Christ. In verse 12, I'm forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am like a broken vessel. In verse 11, he's a reproach among all mine enemies. In verse 13, he's heard the slander of many. But then in verse 14, again, we see the faith of Jesus Christ. And by the way, if you'll take time to study the soul of Jesus Christ, you cannot help but see the faith of Jesus Christ. In verse 14, he said, but I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, thou art my God. How did he trust in him? When he said, save me for thy mercy's sake. When he cried out to save him, he was trusting in whom he had believed. He said, my times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies. Where's the hand of his enemies? The same that he set a table in the presence of his enemies. He then he first had to deliver him from the pre, from the hand of his enemies. Then he could set the table before them and set that table before him in the presence of his enemies. And so he says, and from then persecute me. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me for thy mercy's sake. So again, these companion scriptures, they run side by side through the word of God. And occasionally you'll find a, just a piece of a psalm, sometimes a whole psalm, sometimes just a, a three, four verses, sometimes one verse. But no doubt, it's a side by side verse, but it gives more light. That's what we must study to show ourselves approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. He's running side by side with Psalm 6 for this short amount of time because he makes that statement. And that statement is the, the clue. It's the key, if you will, that puts these pieces together when he says to save me for thy mercy's sake. That same statement. And so when you look at that statement, that statement alone through the word of God, you'll find this companion psalm. And you'll see, again, Jesus Christ. You'll see the faith of Jesus Christ. You'll see the soul of Jesus Christ. But he said, make thy face to shine upon thy servant. and Save me for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. When did he call upon him? When his soul was being poured out unto death. When his soul was made an offering for sin, he called upon the Lord. He said, for I called upon thee, let the wicked be ashamed and let them be silent in the grave. And so we see the mercies of the Lord. We see the sure mercies of the Lord. As we spoke last podcast, in wrath, remember mercy. When judgment, when the ferocity of God, when the anger of God is pressed in, let there also be mercy. And God's mercy is shown in this passage of Scripture. And of course, very simply, when he says, thy mercies, he's pointing to one variant there, and it's the Godhead. He's saying, thy mercies, O Lord, who is that? That's the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. In the person of Jesus Christ, we see the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And so, as we see the Godhead, as he cries unto the Godhead, and he's seeking mercy of the Godhead, he says, thy mercies. And so, again, we look at Psalm 44. Psalm 44 is not so much a companion scripture as it is a scripture that just gives us a little bit more light. In verse 24, he says, Wherefore hidest thou thy face, and forgettest our affliction and our oppression? And that's a question. 
He's asking the question. He's hidest thou thy face? What did the verse just say that we just read? He said, which caused thy face to shine upon us. Has God hidden his face? Has the Lord forgotten our affliction and our oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust. Our belly cleaveth unto the earth. Arise for our help and redeem us for thy mercy's sake. So again, we see the verses began to intertwine once again. Why would he do this? Why would the great God of heaven step down and intervene in the situation at hand, intervene in the, the destruction of his son, the death of his son, the pouring out of his soul unto death? Why? Because that's his son. In wrath, remember mercy. And that's his only begotten son, full of grace and truth, Jesus Christ himself, Jesus Christ the righteous, the branch of Israel. And so he has come down and heard the cry of his son and heard the voice of his son. And he's come down to show mercy to his son. And so it says, as arise for our help and redeem us for thy mercy's sake. Isn't it interesting in verse 25, again, he said, for our soul is bowed down to the dust. Our belly cleaveth unto the earth. That's a companion again to Job 16. And we see there in Job 16, and the end of the Messianic passage there in Job 16, and he says that his horn is, goes down into the dust. Oh, uh, why? He is absolutely a worm and no man, according to Job 25. In Psalm 22, I am a worm and no man. Job 25 and 6 rather says this, for the son of man is a worm. And so each of these verses continues to tie through the, the faith of Jesus Christ. Each of these continues to tie through the soul of Jesus Christ. And let me just go ahead and say this for our sake of our study, for the sake of your study. But each one of these also ties in with the body of Jesus Christ. Only God could separate those things. You and I can't determine those things. Amen. Only God himself could separate the body, the soul, and the spirit of his son, Jesus Christ. Why? Because the word of God is quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. What is part of its purpose? The dividing asunder of soul and spirit, which is the word of God. And so we know that God himself has made these things to be so, and that he's told us about it in his word. And then he's expounded upon it in his word. And time and time again, God gives us insight and gives us light into the word of God. If we just take that time to study, I am chastening myself when I say that if we'll just take the time to study and the effort to study and to seek the face of God and to turn from our laziness and our indifference and to try to find the holiness of God within the scriptures, God is willing to reveal himself and he's willing to do it for this purpose. For his mercy's sake. That's why he said, Lord, would you deliver me for thy mercy's sake? Save me for thy mercy's sake. Save me again for thy mercy's sake. In Psalm 106, I began reading verse 5. And the word of God simply says this in Psalm 106. That I may see the good of thy chosen. That I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation that I may glory with thine inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Now, he's given us understanding of the children of Israel. 
And he tells us that our fathers understood not. We sinned with our fathers. We've done awful things just like our fathers. We committed iniquity. We've done wickedly. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They saw the wonders of the lice, the flies, the disease, the vermin, uh, the, the death of the firstborn. They understood not that this is the working of God. This is the purpose of God. This is the whole purpose that's purposed upon the earth, that God can be a merciful God to those that would believe in him, those that would put their faith in him. He would show them mercy. It's the purpose that he's purposed. But yet, there are many that do not understand. They don't understand that God delivers not for the sake of people, though he's merciful. I'm glad for my sake that God delivered me. I'm glad for my life that God delivered me from sin. I'm glad for my well-being that God delivered me from my iniquities. I'm glad for the sake of my soul that God delivered me from all my wickedness that I've done against him. But yet he did it for his own mercy's sake. He did it because of his holiness. He did it because he's God. But in verse 7, he said, they provoked him at the sea. They understood not his wonders in Egypt, but then they remembered not the multitude of thy mercies. It wasn't just one or two. It was a multitude of thy mercies. It wasn't just in a avoided car accident or avoided sickness or that we didn't stub our toe or the tree branch didn't fall on our head or we didn't eat the poison berries, but it's the multitude of his mercies. These things compounded beyond our comprehension, beyond our understanding. We don't know the evil that's beset us upon every hand. We don't know the terrors of, of wickedness and iniquity that have surrounded us and they have compassed us about and those that would tear at us and gnash upon us and destroy us and kill us bodily and try to destroy our soul they could, and every wicked thing that's against us, yet we don't understand the mercies of God. It's the multitude of his tender mercies towards us. Yet they didn't understand the multitude of thy mercies, but they provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, in verse 8, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. So again, the psalmist is saying, Lord, deliver me for thy mercy's sake. Save me for thy mercy's sake. Here he tells us that God delivered Israel for his name's sake. Why? What's the name of God in the Old Testament? We know it's Jehovah. For his name's sake. What is that New Testament name? It's Emmanuel being interpreted God with us. His name shall be called Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sin. And so we see the name of Jesus Christ. Save us for thy name's sake. Save us for the name of Jesus Christ, that his name might be high and lifted up, that his name might be exalted. That name which is above every name, that name in which every knee shall bow of things of heaven and of things of earth and of things under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. For thy mercy's sake, O Lord, would you deliver us? For thy name's sake, O Lord, would you deliver thy people? He delivered his son for his mercy's sake. He saved his son for his mercy's sake. Then can I say he gave us mercy for his name's sake? He delivered the children of Israel. He saved them for his name's sake. They wouldn't run his name in the mud, but rather men would look at him high and lift it up and exalt his holy name. 
Psalm 119, verse 41. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation, according to thy word. This is vile. This is verse 41 of Psalm 119. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord. Is that not the cry of so many? Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation, according to thy word. Why would God bring salvation to a sinner for his name's sake? Why would God bring mercy to an old sinner for his name's sake? Why would God show kindness to an old sinner for his name's sake? Lord, would you let thy mercies come unto me? Would you let thy tender mercies come unto me? As David the psalmist said in Psalm 51, blot out my transgressions, O Lord. Purge me, O Lord. Make me clean, O Lord. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Oh, that God would show mercy to those in need of mercy today. Thank you for tuning in. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.